More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. This week may be the most important week when it comes to breaking news with Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. Why? Because a whistleblower who handed Hunter Biden's abandoned laptop to the United States government, who's now had to flee the country, has found 450 gigabytes of deleted material. This material, we assume the FBI knows about and has not put it into evidence. This 450 gigabytes of deleted material includes 80,000 images and videos. This man has fled to Switzerland fearing retaliation and afraid for his life with this White House. And this information will be coming out all week long. Now, this also means that the media is actually changing their narrative. Emails are also now revealing from this laptop and some of the deleted information that Hunter Biden directly tried to cash in big on behalf of his family with a Chinese firm. When I say his family, it directly implicates Joe Biden, the sitting president of the United States of America. There's also another problem that the White House is having. And this week, I have a feeling the media is going to start turning on the White House because they understand what's about to happen. The media has been lying on behalf of the president. And Joe Biden has been lying about his involvement in his son's business dealings. A new headline from the New York Post. Here's a dozen times Joe Biden played a role in his son Hunter's business dealings. Now, they're not the only one to write an article like this. We are seeing more cracks in the media. Here's another headline from another news organization that says 11 times 
Joe Biden was involved in families' corrupt business dealings. Now, President Joe Biden has brazenly claimed, and the media knew he was lying, and they reported these lies for the last, what, two years? He's claimed it over and over again that he has, quote, no knowledge of his family's corrupt business dealings for which his son Hunter is under investigation by the FBI for tax fraud, money laundering, and violations of lobbying laws. That's what we know about. The White House continues to insist that Biden never spoke to Hunter about his business dealings, even though he was flying his son on Air Force Two to those meetings. He was playing golf with people he was doing business with from Russia, from Ukraine, in Mexico. And the evidence is clear that Joe Biden is the kingpin of the Biden crime family. Now, the White House was asked again this week about this. And here's what the White House press secretary had to say. And the president has said that he never spoke to his son about his overseas business dealings. Is that still the case? Yes. Again, they're lying to you. Now, the question is, how bad is it about to get for the president of the United States of America? Representative Jim Jordan went on TV and was asked this question by Maria Bartiromo. Here is what he had to say after the Washington Post and the New York Times not only admitted that Hunter Biden's laptop is authentic 18 months after it was first reported by the Post, but now they're starting to do exclusive breaking news on Hunter Biden. Is Hunter on the verge of being indicted? What would that mean for his father, President Joe Biden? Yeah, well, I don't know. Uh, that's the short answer, but it sure seems that way. I mean, you mentioned those two stories from the Washington Post 10 days ago. Understand they were four minutes apart. One was at 11, one was at 11.04. So two eight-page long stories, four minutes apart from the news organization that said 18 months ago there was no story here. This was Russian disinformation. That tells you something is up. You don't see the Washington Post do that. I think it's interesting, too, Maria, how this story has evolved, how it has changed. Remember, it started off as, oh, it wasn't his laptop. Then it was, well, it was his laptop, but it was Russian disinformation. Now it's, no, it wasn't Russian disinformation, but Joe had nothing to do with it. And now finally it is, well, Joe had something to do with it, but he really didn't do anything wrong. In fact, that's what his chief of staff, Ron Klain, told us last Sunday on the Sunday show. So my, how this story has changed. And now we find out these text messages and emails that link the entire family, not just Hunter and Joe, and the, but also uncle, the, the uh, Joe's brother, James Biden, is involved in this as well. His brother is involved in it as well. The entire crime family is there. So now what is the media going to do, right? How is the media going to play this is the big question. Representative Jim Jordan also talking about that because the media is being forced to keep changing the relevance of the Hunter Biden laptop laptop story because they know the indictment's coming. And now they know that it's getting extremely close to the White House and to Joe Biden because it's impossible to say the two are disconnected if you're admitting that the laptop is authentic. Because everything in the laptop says the two men are connected to one another. And that's exactly why Jim Jordan, at the end of his interview, said this about the two men. Now we find out these text messages and emails that link the entire family, not just Hunter and Joe, and the, but also Uncle, the, the, uh, Joe's brother, James Biden, is involved in this as well. That's why he said it, folks. Because it's all there in the emails. And the media now has a big problem. How do you cover the story? of Hunter Biden 
and then not cover the direct connections to the president of the United States of America. I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you separate the two. Now, you, you got to understand that the, the, the academic elites, for example, they're out there right now saying this story is, quote, uninteresting, right? That, remember, this week, David Axelrod was on stage sitting there talking to a top political reporter, and a student challenged a journalist over the Hunter Biden laptop coverage. The kid was asking the question, and now he's being accused of, quote, spreading disinformation. Listen to this in Chicago from this week. Do you think the media acted inappropriately when they instantly dismissed uh, Hunter Biden's laptop as Russian disinformation? My problem with Hunter Biden's laptop is I think it's totally irrelevant. I mean, there it is. You're a big reporter, right? You're a big reporter. You're on stage, right? You're, you're one of the top political reporters. You're sitting there with David Axelrod. Obama's guy, the mastermind of the Obama team in White House, that David Axrod. You have a student at the University of Chicago, Institute of Politics, ask a non-loaded question like, hey, you guys pretty much screwed up is what he's saying. And she's like, well, the problem is it's totally irrelevant. It's a, it's a boring story to me. Listen to this question from the student. It's the same question that every American should be asking. I think the media acted inappropriately when they instantly dismissed uh, Hunter Biden's laptop as Russian disinformation. My, my problem with Hunter Biden's laptop is I think it's totally irrelevant. I mean, it's not whether it's disinformation or I mean, I don't think the Hunter Biden's um, business relationships have anything to do with who should be president of the United States. So I, I didn't find I don't find it to be interesting. <laughs> I don't find it to be interesting. Okay, thank you for saying that. I really do appreciate it. This is one of the top political reporters. She just said, I don't care. This is the same, by the way, reporter that had no problem doing deep dives into every one of the family members of Donald Trump because it was interesting then. This student challenges a real journalist, quote unquote, one of the top political journalists in America in Washington, D.C., over the Hunter Biden coverage. And she's like, it's, I don't find this story interesting. Right. I don't I don't find this. I don't find this story interesting at all. This story is just it doesn't matter to me. I don't care. So. So. And to be clear, what the media is now trying to get you to believe, they're saying Joe Biden's son working and making money from the Chinese Communist Party is irrelevant. Joe Biden having his son on planes doing business deals with some of the shady and corrupt people down in Mexico is completely irrelevant. Joe Biden's son paying for his Father's home improvements, completely irrelevant with the tax issues there. Joe Biden's son doing deals with the Chinese communist energy company saying, I need 10% for the big guy. Joe Biden's son sharing an office with his stepmother, Joe Biden, and Joe Biden and a Chinese communist dude, completely irrelevant. His son being in charge or his dad being in charge of the entire American foreign policy with Ukraine. And his son sitting on the board of Burisma and getting the prosecutor that was investigating corruption with Burisma fired. Totally irrelevant. Joe Biden making three million dollars, excuse me, Hunter Biden making three plus million dollars from the Russian, the richest oligarch that's a woman in Russia whose husband, it was the mayor of Moscow. Completely irrelevant. It's not interesting to her. Welcome to the media. This is exactly why they're a bunch of scumbags. 
Which brings me to another article. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I want to get to this other article. It's a very interesting article about the media now, and it's a headline from the Hill newspaper. The title is, quote, what needs to happen for Hunter Biden to become a mainstream political issue. The fact that they're even saying that something else needs to happen for it to become a political issue is also totally deranged. 
The observation that Democrats face daunting midterm election prospects has become somewhat of conventional wisdom at this point, the Hill writes. Democrats are defending razor-thin majorities in Congress at a time when voters are pessimistic about the state of the country, frustrated by inflation, and feel that the party is out of touch. At the same time, President Biden's inability to strengthen his political position, even amid a strong jobs report, low unemployment, leading the international response to a war in a historic Supreme Court confirmation, bodes poorly for Democrats' election chances in 2022 and 2024. To be sure, Americans generally vote for whichever party they feel can improve their personal circumstances. Well, in 2022, for instance, Americans will, will, will back the party that they feel can remedy rising prices, lower crime, and address other major issues rather than based on a candidate's personal liabilities. There's no better example of this in modern political history than the election of Donald Trump. That being said, an issue within the Biden family is rapidly developing, the Hill writes, rapidly developing. It's been developing for years. The only reason why it's, quote, rapidly developing now is because you scumbags in the media refuse to report on the story. This family matter now threatens to spill over into becoming a mainstream election issue. I, I, like, this is just amazing how the media can pull this crap off and we allow them to do it. The Hill newspaper just said, like, this is the, this is the inside baseball newspaper of Washington, D.C. Says, well, okay, well, we're going to admit now that Hunter Biden and this family matter, because they're admitting now it's Hunter Biden, it's Joe Biden, it's his brother of the president, right? It's a family matter. Is now threatening to spill over into becoming a mainstream election issue. Well, the only reason why it's spilling over to become a mainstream election issue is because there's going to be probably an indictment, and then you guys will be forced to cover it. So now what you're trying to do is separate again the president from his son. Now, some of the media are even saying that's going to be impossible because there's no way to separate the two. So maybe now it's just time to get rid of Joe Biden altogether because he's a babbling idiot anyway. Back to the Hill. The investigation to Hunter Biden, which are currently underway in Delaware and in the Justice Department, are now are for now, quote, this is again them lying to you, confined to Hunter Biden and President Biden's brother James. However, as more information comes to light, the risk of this becoming a problem for the president is increasing. God, these guys are scumbags. So what needs to happen for the saga surrounding Hunter Biden's business ventures to turn into a mainstream election issue? Question mark. If, as the chief of staff, Ron Klain said on ABC last week, this remains a private family matter. And if the investigation finds that Hunter Biden and the Biden family did not, in fact, do anything illegal or anything illegally, then most voters will not hold the president accountable politically. They're already writing this now. Wow, this is amazing, isn't it? I mean, it really, I mean, they're like, well, it's, it, it's still possible. We're not, it, it may be possible that nothing's wrong here. There is no sane human being that can look at the laptop, read the emails, see the dozen plus connections directly where Joe Biden was whoring out his family to make money for himself as he was the vice president and the president. They can look at this and see what his son did and tell me that they're not directly connected. None of these deals get done without the help. Not, I'm not, I didn't say the position of Joe Biden. I said without the help of Joe Biden. This was the case with Billy Carter, the brother of President Jimmy Carter, whose connection to Libya was investigated in the early 1980s, the Hill goes on to write, but ultimately did not become a major political liability for President Carter. 
However, there are distinct developments that are unique to the Hunter Biden case, which could reasonably lead to Hunter's actions becoming a damning mainstream political problem for the president and his party. Notably, there are lingering questions over revelations in Hunter Biden's emails. So the Hill is finally admitting it's real, too. That outlined profit sharing agreements in a joint venture between his company and CEFE, that China Energy Company, to Chinese state owned energy firm. That's the Communist Chinese Party. In the email, Hunter Biden's business partner asked 10% held for H for the big guy. Tony Bobulinski, a whistleblower and the former business partner of Hunter Biden, has stated that President Biden is the big guy referred in the email. Further, Bobulinski has released text messages which seem to corroborate allegations of then citizen Joe Biden's involvement in Hunter's murky deals with Chinese communist companies. One such text between Bobulinski and another associate of Hunter Biden from 2017 reads Don't mention Joe being involved. It's only when you are face to face, you know, you know that, but they are paranoid. That's in a text message. To that end, there are also questions, the Hill goes on to say, that have been raised as to why Hunter Biden was on Air Force Two when he flew to China to launch his most lucrative business deal ever. If it is proven, the Hill writes, that President Biden was not only involved, but profited from Hunter's business deals with Chinese state-owned firms, it would be a political development for the president, you think? If this was the case, and I caution against leaping the Hill rights to conclusions without all of the facts, it's easy to see how Hunter Biden's saga will move from a private family matter to a much larger political issue that calls President Biden's integrity into question. Screw integrity. At this point, we're talking about criminality. You even see, even as they're, they're still hedging their bets with this, folks. Okay, they're, 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 they're still hedging their bets. They're saying it's not a criminal problem. It's a political issue, and it's an integrity problem. No, it's not. It's not integrity. It's, pol- it's, a, it's a criminal problem for this White House now, and they're still lying to you. Back to the Hill. Indeed, if there's evidence that President Biden was actively facilitating the business interests of Hunter for the collective benefit of the Biden family, there will be real political damage, you think? But notice how they're still saying nothing political, nothing criminal has been done here by the president. As with the questions over the 10% being held, we do not yet have concrete evidence that Joe Biden, either as vice president or president, actively assisted his son's business ventures. That is a lie. In our podcast from yesterday, we gave you 12 instances where Joe Biden, when he was either the vice president or the president, has actively assisted his son's business ventures. We have 12 instances that we gave you in order. Grab our podcast from yesterday. The Hill goes on to write, however, there is some circumstantial evidence that this occurred. Circumstantial? Are you kidding me? An executive from Burisma, the Ukrainian energy company Hunter was on the board of, emailed Hunter in 2015 during the Biden-Obama administration. Quote, Dear Hunter, thank you for inviting me to D.C. and giving an opportunity to meet your father and spend some time together. It really is an honor and a pleasure. One day before the email was sent, then-Vice President Biden dined with Hunter and his business associates from Ukraine and business associates from Russia and business associates from Kazakhstan at a dinner in Washington, D.C. To be sure, I do not mean to imply, the writer on the Hill says, that these developments point to a larger, more 
nefarious story than the one the administration has repeatedly offered, which is that President Biden was not involved, did not facilitate, and did not speak to his son about his business dealings. So you have a business deal, a business dinner, solely based around business associates of your son, Hunter Biden. Your son asked you to go to dinner with the people he is doing business deals with from Ukraine, from Russia, from Kazakhstan, and you want me to believe that Joe Biden never talked to his son about his business dealings while he's at a business dinner? These people aren't having dinner without them having business deals, without being business partners, without business deals. None of these people get invited to dinner. So you want me to actually believe that that Hunter Biden looked at his father, Joe Biden, and said, I have three random friends from Ukraine, Russia, and Kazakhstan that are coming to D.C. for a dinner, and you're going to be the host of that dinner. You're the you're, you're, you're the you're the MC. You're the uh, honored person at the table. And he didn't say they did business. And they didn't talk about, hey, dude, what do you do? Hey, y'all are working together with my son. Hey, tell me about what's going on. You're telling me that I'm supposed to believe that a dinner with the vice president, president of the United States of America, with three people that are doing business from three different countries, son, and no one talked about business. I'm not that stupid. But apparently the Hill newspaper thinks you are. White House, what do they say? President Biden was not involved in, did not facilitate, and did not speak to his son about his business dealings. So he went to a business meeting, a dinner meeting, with three different people he's doing business dealings with from three different countries, and they didn't talk about business dealings. Sure, got it. However, the Hill writes, if concrete evidence emerges, because apparently what we have now in the emails is not concrete evidence, telling people to hide and don't talk about Joe Biden, and that makes them very paranoid, is not concrete evidence, apparently. Having emails that say holding 10% out for the big guy, referring to his father. Having former business partners whistleblow and say that they had face-to-face meetings in hotel lobbies with the President of the United States of America, and he told them to take care of his son and look out for his son. Apparently, that's not concrete evidence from the Hill. They need more. What else is out there? We have the laptop. We have more concrete evidence than we've ever had before. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. 
Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. President Biden profited from his son's business ventures. President Biden's son made sure that they profited as a family from the position of Joe Biden being the vice president. We have proof from emails, joint bank accounts, text messages, and whistleblowers that work directly with Hunter Biden that the president of the United States of America, then vice president of the United States of America, Joe Biden, benefited personally and that bills were paid from these business ventures. We have a White House that continues to lie to us and tell you that, the, that Joe Biden never once spoke about his son's foreign business dealings. That's a lie. So what is the Hill's conclusion after they try to whitewash all this? They say this. Well, voters, quote, will not take kindly to this revelation if concrete evidence emerges. Because everything so far, apparently, in their mind is not concrete evidence. Now, if they say concrete evidence emerges beyond the concrete evidence that we have, they say the president and his party will face real tangible political consequences. Ultimately, if complicity is shown, ultimately, this is their last, this is their final, the last paragraph to, to, the, to the readers, ultimately, if complicity is shown, and that is still a very big if, they write, what is now likely a red wave election could turn into a massive blowout 
that is more substantial than anything seen in recent history. Oh, but, but, but we're not there yet. Don't worry, folks. We're not there yet. Which brings me back to that student. Remember when that student asked a question? This student's now being attacked, just so you know, because he asked a question of a top political reporter at the University of Chicago on stage with David Axelrod, right? Like, this is all there, folks. This is, this is, this is all happening. And this student challenges a journalist over the Hunter Biden laptop coverage. Now the kid has become public enemy number one on campus and is being attacked because he asked a question that journalists should have been asking. Listen. Media acted inappropriately when they instantly dismissed uh, Hunter Biden's laptop as Russian disinformation. My problem with Hunter Biden's laptop is I think it's totally irrelevant. I mean, it's not whether it's disinformation or I mean, I don't think the Hunter Biden's um, business relationships have anything to do with who should be president of the United States. So I, I didn't find I don't find it to be interesting. <laughs> it's not interesting. As the mainstream media faces a reckoning over the Hunter Biden laptop story, I'm joined by Daniel Schmidt. He's a University of Chicago student who just heard, you just heard, question a journalist over their Hunter Biden coverage. Uh, brother, I'm so proud of you. You went there, you did the job that other reporters should be doing. What made you ask that question? By the way, I want you to listen very clear, carefully to the student and what he's about to say. Because he's about to divulge information that no one in the media has divulged. And that is what the entire conference was actually named. So this, this question that he asked was more relevant than any other question that was probably asked. Because he actually asked a question about the entire premise of the conference at the University of Chicago with David Axelrod, Obama's guy, on stage and a top political reporter who is having a conversation about disinformation, misinformation, and all of this. So the idea that this student's question is, in her words, well, I think, I think it's completely irrelevant. The Hunter Biden laptop It's not intriguing to me. It's not an interesting story, this journalist says. David Axelrod, by the way, basically agrees with her. Listen to this. Thank you, Lawrence, for having me. I want to just establish where we are right now, actually, before I answer that question. Mm -hmm. Thinker Chicago, the Twitter account of the publication I write for, has been blocked by Anna Applebaum. She has blocked us for asking that question, just to sort of set the scene. But why did I ask that question? Well, this was at a conference called Disinformation and the Erosion of Democracy. And I figured no other story has been as impacted by disinformation as the Hunter Biden laptop story. We've been told for months this was a product of Russian disinfo. It's not real. Voters shouldn't realize. And when I was looking into Anna Applebaum, I noticed months ago she said voters shouldn't care about it. It doesn't matter. Well, wait a second. Is it is it needed? Is it is it relevant or should we cover it up? It doesn't make any sense. It's again, the, the conference is actually disinformation, the erosion of democracy. That's uh, that's on the backdrop behind them. This is being hosted by the Atlantic. It's being hosted by the Chicago Institute of Politics. Disinformation, the erosion of democracy. There's no way to have this conversation without asking a question about Hunter Biden's laptop story. And this one's like, it's a boring story, completely irrelevant to me. It doesn't I don't care about his business dealings. I mean, his dad's a vice president. Does it matter that he's doing deals with Russian oligarchs and our enemy in Chinese Communist China and, the, and, and how much they could be owning or manipulating or influencing our foreign policy or selling it out? This is the same exact damn media that did this, by the way. 
the same media that did this with the Clinton Foundation. Remember, remember Hillary Clinton, right? She said the other day, you can run the best campaign, you can even become the nominee, and you can have the election stolen from you. This is a woman that said the election was stolen from her. Then Donald Trump talks about an election being stolen from him, and they're like, oh, he's insane, and ban him from everything. Don't forget Hillary Clinton said, you can run the best campaign, you can even become the nominee, you can have the election stolen from you. Those are her exact words. You don't believe me? Let me. I, I will play them for you because I think it's so important that you remember the double standard with this media. You can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee. And you can have the election stolen from you. That's Hillary Clinton in her own words. The room cheers. Right? She claimed that the election was stolen from her, and the media went with that because how dare Donald Trump win? And then they said, okay, well, Hillary, we've got this dossier for you. We'll overthrow the will of the voters. We'll have a coup attempt. The deep state will help us do it. And, and go back to Hillary Clinton and the Clinton Foundation. You wanted anything done? You want a chance of having anything done from Hillary Clinton's office? When she was the Secretary of State, you had to write a big old fat check to the Clinton Foundation. Where do you think that money went? It went to the Clinton family. When she was running for president, millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars was coming in the Clinton Foundation because it's called bribery. And did anybody write about in the mainstream media? No. And then guess what happened? When she lost, all the donations disappeared to the point where they basically shut down the foundation. But now all of a sudden they're like, oh, we're going to reopen it recently. Did you hear that? It's no different than what happened with Hunter Biden and his dad. They're doing the exact same damn thing. Hillary Clinton, the Clinton Foundation, was money laundering to the Clinton family. That's what it was. Okay, everybody knows that's what it was. And everybody in the world, including dictators and tyrants, were hedging their bets. Okay, they were all hedging their bets. Clinton, they thought, was going to run. Here's millions of dollars of Clinton Foundation so that you'll take our phone calls and you become president. It's no different than Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. And his brother, you want anything done, America? You better give me some money to my family through my son and through my brother because I need 10% for the big guy. Chinese Communist government, you want deals done? You want to do business with this White House? You better give my money, some son, or my, my son some major cash. Ownership in a communist Chinese energy company. Does he know anything about energy? Doesn't matter. You want to play in America? You better give me some money. The Clintons and the Bidens did this for years. It's a criminal enterprise. Prove me wrong. But let's go back to the Hill real quick. Ultimately, if complicity is shown, their last paragraph reads, and that is still a very big if because all this that's happened so far apparently isn't enough yet. What is now likely a red wave election could turn into a massive blowout that is more substantial than anything we've seen in recent history. But we're not there yet. Okay, we're not there yet. We need more concrete proof. What we have now is not concrete. That's what they're trying to do. They keep moving the bar. What is concrete? Does it have to have an audio recording or a video of Joe Biden demanding money from his son? I mean, we've got text messages, by the way, from Hunter Biden to his family members saying, you know, try taking care of your family and 50% of what you make going to your, to your family saying that 50% of what he's making is going to the rest of the family. I mean, those, we have text messages of that, folks. We, we, we have his own words saying 
complaining that he's sick and tired of having to be the bagman for the family and, and half the money going to the dad and everybody else. We have him saying that. That's not enough for the Hill. So let's go back to the student real quick. The student's like, I need you to understand, the conference where I'm asking this simple question is called Disinformation, the Erosion of Democracy Conference, hosted by The Atlantic. I ask a question on Hunter Biden, and the media says it's not an interesting story to me, so therefore it doesn't, it's irrelevant. I asked her a very simple question. Was it inappropriate for the media to cover it up? And in response, she said, I don't care. That's my answer. And it seemed like a total non-answer. And just days later, she has totally blocked us on social media. Yeah, I, I love this, by the way. She says, I don't care. She's a top political journalist at a conference about disinformation and democracy. He says, and is right, the media covered up the Hunter Biden story. It's not just that they didn't report it. They silenced it on purpose because they knew how damning it was to Joe Biden and his chances of becoming the president. So they literally said, no, 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 Joe, we're not only are we going to not report on this, we're going to cover it up and call it Russian disinformation. And then we're going to tell people that we're not covering it because it's Russian disinformation. So that if anybody out there is screaming about the Hunter Biden story, Anyone that doesn't like that part of the story can just say it's Russian disinformation. And then you ask a tough question of a journalist, you're a college kid, and you block the college newspaper from following you on social media because you're so mad at the college newspaper for doing a better job and actually reporting the news and showing your hypocrisy. And this this is the, the left here. And this is the part that you really, 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 really need to understand. Okay? When you challenge the political elite in the Democratic Party, they will not admit that they did something wrong. They will come to crush you or silence you. They'll do it to the college kids, which is exactly the point that this kid is saying. Listen to the end of his story. Yeah, and she's not the only one trying to block you. The, the editor-in-chief of The Atlantic essentially called you guys propagandists, saying that you guys were spewing disinformation? Yeah, at the very end of the conference, right when they were wrapping up, the editor-in-chief of The Atlantic said that there is this disinformation campaign because of this conference. He didn't name us by name, but obviously he was referring to us. And we find that very ridiculous because we simply asked questions, we got answers, and then we posted it online. And it just so happened that both clips, one in which I asked Anna Applebaum, and then another in which my friend Christopher Phillips asked Brian Stelter, they both went very viral. And apparently that is disinformation. And so the Atlantic is accusing a bunch of college kids who are just doing this out of passion of spreading disinformation. Not the people who lied about Hunter Biden's laptop, but college kids who just asked very basic questions. You know what, Daniel? You're just not a college kid. The reason why it's going viral is because there's a thirst for the truth. And I'm sure many people in our audience are saying, what's next for Daniel? <laughs> well, what's next? Well, you can follow me at Real D. Schmidt on Twitter. I write for the Chicago Thinker, which is thechicagothinker.com. Our job is to sort of just ask the questions that aren't asked. We find a lot of college kids are not asking tough questions. There's so many great university events at prestigious universities in which prominent speakers come. And kids just ask very easy questions. They essentially worship them. And so we're here to ask the tough questions, to get to the, to get to the chase, and really just see, can they stand up to college kids? Because our journalism class nowadays is not doing the job they should be doing. I love this college kid. You challenge a journalist, they silence you, and then a major big publication comes after you and the other kids asking questions 
at a disinformation democracy event, which, by the way, your dollars are being are, are paying for these speakers. You got to understand that you pay tuition, right? You, you, you're at this university. They bring in speakers that you can hear and then they silence you and block you on social media because they can't handle you. This is how you know how bad this story is for the president when they start attacking college kids who are asking basic questions. All right. Don't forget our 12 part uh, story on 12 times that Joe Biden helped his son, Hunter Biden, when it came to his business dealings is up right now in our podcast. Grab it and share it with your family and friends. Make sure that you like and share uh, this this podcast. Don't forget to hit that auto-download or subscribe button. And please take a moment to write us a five-star review. It helps us reach people that have never heard this podcast more than anything else you can do when you write us a five-star review wherever you're listening to this podcast. And I will see you back here tomorrow. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to 4, that's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. So right now, go to 4patriots.com slash Ben. That's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.